0: You're listening to The Thrill Train, episode number 1. It's the pilot episode and today we're going to be talking about a comparison between the Giants of the Southeast, Busch Gardens Tampa Bay's Iron Gwazi and Islands of Adventure's VelociCoaster. Stand by and let's hop on board the train.
1: Like a souped-up street racer on jet fuel,
0: lightning rod glass song. Iron Gwazi is North America's fastest and steepest hybrid roller coaster. One of the tallest and fastest roller coasters. It then plummets.
1: Top speed, 73 miles an hour. Universal
0: Studios in Orlando opening up a Jurassic World Elastic Coaster. Something about 20 seconds of air time. What does that mean? Attention all theme park enthusiasts, the Thrill Train podcast is online. Here are your hosts, John and Ryan. That's right, guys. Welcome to the Thrill Train, the new podcast that is online. We're going to be talking about all things attraction-based, all things theme park-related, and just odd and end stuff. Uh, I'm Ryan. Of course, I got Jonathan with me. What's up, Jonathan?
1: That's right, man. This is Jonathan, and like Ryan said, welcome to the Thrill Train we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, some really cool stuff coming for you guys. But welcome to the podcast.
0: This is not a no-nonsense podcast. There will be nonsense. There will be shenanigans. There will be <laughs> some
1: screw <laughs> There's going to be some nonsense.
0: Nonsense guaranteed in this type of podcast. Um, We are our big enthusiasts of theme parks, of um, of thrill rides in general. I'm I'm a big dark ride fan. Um, We love the food at theme parks. We like it all. We like that. We're here for a good time, and uh, that's what this podcast is all going to be about. So, um, with that being said, Jonathan, the first topic here in the pilot episode one, are you ready?
1: I am ready, Ryan. Let's hear it. All right,
0: so we you know obviously the thrill train we love the thrill rides we love the excitement we 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 love the energy so of the two roller coasters that you have ridden and i have ridden in in our area we don't you know we don't travel all across the us like some of these people but of all of the rides the two biggest ones are about to go head to head on episode 1 of the thrill train that is the universal studios the islands of adventure velocicoaster versus the Busch Gardens Tampa Bay Iron Gwazi. It's here. It's here.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, getting it started with a heavy hitter there, Ryan. Um, the thing is, is you have to look at them from two different perspectives. You've got Iron Gwazi at Busch Gardens Tampa that is just an absolute beast by Rocky Mountain Construction, RMC. Um, it is a... Remodel of the old guazi dueling coaster and Rocky Mountain did not hold any punches on this thing, man. They cranked it up to the max and it's an incredible ride. I mean, it is non-stop, fast-paced, crazy inversions, tons of airtime, everything that people love about RMC coasters. It is top of the world, really. I mean, it's one of the best roller coasters in the world. Um, and then you've got Velocicoaster over at Universal's Islands of Adventure in Orlando, and that is an incredible ride by Intamin. It's it's different than Iron Gwazi is in a lot of ways, but to me, I feel like Velocicoaster is more of a just total package. It's a complete package. You've got incredible theming. The roller coaster itself is is top-notch as well. To me, it's not quite as thrilling as Iron Gwazi, but when you're looking at it from a total package standpoint, I think Velocicoaster takes the edge on that. If you're looking for just thrills, I think Iron Gwazi is more thrilling, but if you're looking for a total ride package, I think Velocicoaster takes the, te- uh, takes the cake. Yeah,
0: so I guess the, the, the question can be, and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, you you already know about these rides. You already know about the rides. We don't really have to explain them, but um there's two ways to look at this. What's the better attraction and what's the better what's the better ride? You know, what's the better overall attraction? You're gonna go, you're gonna spend your money, you're gonna go for the day. You want the whole thing, you want the air conditioner, you want everything, and then from the ride vehicle back to the loading station, what's the better ride? So um we're gonna we're gonna recap that after our break in just a few minutes. Before we go in, in into our big commercial break here L- let's give a little background you you've already given some of the background RMC, rocky mountain construction they 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 fix up woodies all across the country all across the world really um so give us a little background a little more in-depth background about um about the iron guazi you know I, I you know of course i'm catching you off guard i don't know how much you've you know just got pulled up here um so tell us what you know about the original guazi what the idea was, maybe some problems they had that, you know, because you, you do your research, you know, I come to you for the research.
1: <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, uh, Gwazi was, when it was first released, uh, or when it first got built at Busch Gardens, um, it was really an incredible coaster. It was a dueling coaster uh, built by GCI. Um, and to be honest, it really was a good coaster for the first few years of its life. Uh, The problem that they ran into the most was that over the years, it became incredibly rough. I mean, just almost unbearable to ride. Only people who just love getting tortured would ride it towards the last years of its life. And so obviously, Busch Gardens Tampa knew that that wasn't going to be a very good long-term plan to keep that coaster in the park so they closed it and then it just kind of sat dormant for a little while uh it was still there the structure was still there but it was just closed down people didn't know what they were doing with it but there was a lot of speculation that it was going to be converted to an rmc um, just because it was still there and so all of a sudden people started to see some markings which is a telltale sign that rmc's coming you know it always looks very very similar and so yeah, we started say, seeing some markings around it I was about to say what
0: what had they done before that I mean I know they've they've done dozens and dozens of rides but I mean at that point in I guess the southeast or what people would consider like a a good week long trip somewhere like what other rmcs were there I mean we know of six Flags over Georgia the the twisted cyclone uh lightning rod at Dollywood I mean were those The only two at the time when when the rumors were circulating?
1: No, no, no. So, yeah, they've got a a lot of coasters, like you said, around the world. Um, One of their biggest and arguably their best creation to date is Steel Vengeance up at Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. Um, I have not had the opportunity to ride that yet, but by all accounts, anybody who knows anything about roller coasters, um, that is one of the best roller coasters in the world um one that kind of competes that
0: that a lot of people yeah so if we if 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 we came out and said that you know johnny's johnny's roller coaster construction was coming over to uh universal you know people are not going to get lit They, they don't know who that is but you're saying when does construction start you're saying probably by this time the rumor of rmc people are already lit they already know who they are they're ready to go
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If, if people, if they were thinking this is going to be RMC, you already know, even if it's not a world-class coaster, you already know it's going to be a really good ride. Even their weaker attractions are still really, really good. So when people started getting the rumor that RMC was doing this thing, the hype already started to build. I mean, it was it was really starting to gain some momentum. The crazy thing was, originally, this coaster was supposed to open years before it did and we all know what happened at the beginning of 2020 uh, the pandemic hit and Busch Gardens Tampa delayed it they delayed the opening to 2021 and then it really just sat there completed for all of 2021 and they kept pushing back the opening pushing back the opening and a lot of people were really wondering is it ever going to open because uh, SeaWorld Parks and Entertainment who is the owner of Busch Gardens it came out that they were going through some financial troubles. They weren't paying Rocky Mountain construction. And so there was some real speculation that <laughs> this thing may not ever open, which would have been a real shame because it's one of the best coasters in the world. So uh so it yeah, was people were weird. really worried and
0: Yeah, that was kind of weird during the pandemic. I guess it was during the pandemic. Um I even asked you, I'm like, Hey, isn't there that new coaster? You know, I wasn't I wasn't super, you know, knowledgeable on coasters, but I remember saying like so it's done, right? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, so all they're missing, they, it's plugged in. They got they got the trains. They got the steel. They got the paint. What do they need? And you're like, the keys. That's all they need is the keys. That's literally
1: it. Yeah, that's all they were missing. They just they couldn't pay Rocky Mountain Construction, so they hadn't turned the coaster over to them yet. And it was just crazy. I, to be honest, I had never seen anything like that. So... Um, but then late 2021, they announced it is opening, I believe in March of 2022 was the opening date. And I mean, the hype was just at an all time high. And when you have hype that builds for years, you know, it's kind of a unique situation because it just sat there for so long. You have all this hype that builds and builds and builds. And then it finally gets to the opening day. A lot of people's worries were, there is zero chance that this lives up to the hype. It's got so much hype, it's almost impossible for it to live up to that hype. But the crazy thing was, it did. <laughs> it did. It lived up to the hype. Basically, everybody that got off of that ride, whether you're a coaster enthusiast, whether you're just a general public, doesn't matter. You got off of that ride and you're thinking, that's an incredible roller coaster. That That is even if you don't know any of the roller coasters, you're thinking that has to be world-class. And it is. So, unbelievable job by Rocky Mountain Construction building that thing. Um, it absolutely lived up to the hype. They crushed it, knocked it out of the park, and uh, it's definitely been one of my favorite roller coasters to ride to this point. So, um, just unbelievable job. So, um, you know, I I've
0: never really was a big roller coaster fan i used to get pretty bad motion sickness and uh, we went to bush gardens in april i want to say it was april
1: i think it was april yeah
0: so we we went in april and we were bound to determine we're going to ride this thing we've seen the videos it looks insane we rode it and i remember about halfway it doesn't give you any chance to catch your breath you can't relax. You're doing, you're doing the death roll. You're doing the drops. You're doing everything. And I remember there was one point we were doing a big bank, a big, a big wide bank, and I had a chance to turn around and look, and I think you have just tears going out of your eyes, just the, just from the wind, the pure wind knocking your contact lenses out <laughs> of the G's. And we got done, and we all kind of felt obligated to say, "Wow, that was." That was fun. So we said our, like, 10 seconds of that was fun, and then we just kind of walked down the ramp speechless. And, like, it took a good minute, (laughs) minute and a
1: half. We were like, so, um,
0: that's a pretty bad coaster right there. What you guys think?
1: (laughs) It was incredible, man. I mean, it literally, it just elicits these, like, awestruck responses out of everybody. If it's your first time, even if it's not, even if you've ridden it before and you ride it, you just get these responses that are like you don't even know what to say you're almost like that should be illegal people shouldn't be able to have that done to their body on a roller coaster um but it is happening <laughs> and it's incredible
0: so let's go over um the i'm uh, sorry the phone's vibrate. not sure if you can hear that but um let's go over the pros versus cons if you can think of them just go ahead and be thinking of them. The pros versus versus cons of the um, the Iron Gwazi. We're gonna talk about that for a minute. We're gonna go into a break, and then we're gonna come back. We want to talk about. I've got some cool stuff to talk about. Um, the uh, Velocity Coaster at Islands of Adventure, Universal Orlando. Um, pros for me, and and I'm gonna give you a minute to think about it because you're, you you kind of dig deep in some of this stuff. The pros versus me. I mean, obviously the speed, obviously the G's. You're pulling this. You're rolling the the i Box Coaster. Um, that RMC—that's kind of their specialty. Um, you can—they can spin you around. They can do whatever. Obviously, super fun. I actually really like the the shoulder restraints and the harness. I don't know why. I like it. It makes me feel cool. Uh, makes me feel a little more secure. And um, uh, the theming is okay. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna put it in the in the pro category because it is okay and they did theme it. They did paint the rails. They put up the sign and I'm all about an attraction sign. If it's got a cool sign, it gives it a couple points. points. Um, the, the cons, I will talk about the cons. The cons is that the original Guazi was a like supposedly, I'm not sure if Bush Gardens made this up. I can't remember, but it was like an African legend of the, um, like a half tiger, half lion, something like that. Should have done my research, but some yeah. kind of mythical yeah, yeah. creature. that's right. And now the Iron Iron Guazi is a crocodile. Isn't it a crocodile or alligator?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an alligator.
0: So I, I didn't really see any material, and we're, we're pretty deep into the social media and and all that stuff. Um, I didn't really see a whole lot of material explaining why it was half – half tiger, half mountain lion, and then turned into a crocodile. Didn't understand that. As a matter of fact, I didn't actually realize at all it was crocodile themed until we were in the queue. We were halfway through the queue and I'm looking up and I'm like, why are there facts? Random plaques and and, and factoids about crocodiles and alligators. What do I care? This is a tiger. And then I looked at the, the front of the ride vehicle. I'm like, oh, okay. So that is a con that I didn't really see a whole lot of promotion material. And the number one con, Not any air conditioner that I remember. I don't think there's any air conditioner. So if you're there in the summer in what is considered South Florida, boy, howdy, it is hot.
1: It is hot. (laughs) It's so hot.
0: Um, So that's my pros and cons. I'll turn it over to you. I'm sure you're going to echo some of that, but go ahead.
1: Yeah. So let's start with the cons. Um, You just hit on that first con. To me, you made it a pro. I'm going to make it a con. The... Theming is, to me, it's not there. There's really nothing. Like you said, there's some little facts in the queue, um, you know, and I guess they could have named the death roll. Yeah. They named the death roll the death roll because it's an actual move that an alligator does. And they explain that to you in the queue if you read one of the signs. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of there, but it,
0: it's, just, I it's just not say a it's, lot. It's, better, it's not a lot. It's it's better than some parks with their legendary coasters and we're going to do a whole thing about Six Flags over Georgia. That was one of the first theme parks I ever went to, but like they've got the Goliath, this giant B&M hyper coaster with zero theming. I'm talking like no, nothing about no glass. So I'm, I'm thinking. Well, at least, at least the front of the ride vehicle on, on the Iron Guazi is like a thing. You know, at least, at least they got some factoids. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I give it a pro, like a a point one, Frankie. I'm giving it a low number on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's there, but it's just it's so small. So for me, that's a con. Um, another con is. And this is not a con for me but it may be a con for some people is it may be too intense for some folks I mean it's an intense ride and it pulls a lot of G's whether positive or negative I mean you are absolutely getting thrown around in that thing Um, so you know for families or people you know with maybe uh, younger kids or even middle-aged kids it it may be too much for them and like I said, that's not really a problem for me or anybody that you know I'm at the park with. But um, so that may be a con for the park. A pro, a big pro for me is it's glass smooth, which you know you kind of come to expect from RMC. They just it is unbelievably smooth, and the intensity of it is just incredible. And I love that there's not a mid-course brake run. It's just non-stop. You're flying. You don't get a chance to catch your breath. You're just getting thrown around. I mean, I love that. To me, mid-course brake run is normally always kind of a buzz kill. You're flying through it, and then you hit brakes that slow you down for the second half of the ride. And I hate that. To be honest, I really hate that. Well, they, do, um, they only so do it love- to fit
0: more trains on the ride. They only do it so they can fit more trains, right. so...
1: That's right, because they're doing it for the block zones, and I get it. And we'll go into that later. If you don't know what a block zone is, we'll explain that maybe in another podcast. But um, I, I get it. It's for capacity normally, but I really don't like it. So so I love that Iron Gwazi doesn't do that. Now, the con of that, what we just hit on is Iron Gwazi's capacity is pretty low. Yeah, it's get pretty ready low, to put the and result, on. you have Yep, you're gonna be standing in the sun and you're gonna be waiting probably an hour to ride this thing, unless you catch it on just a really slow day. I know we waited over an hour and I know most people even wait an hour and a half, two hours to ride it. So that's a pretty disappointing thing. This, the capacity is is pretty bad on it. Um, but you it's a trade-off, you know, there's no mid-course brake run, so it is what it is, but those are the pros and cons that come to me off the top of my head. But it's mostly pros. I mean, the thing is just is incredible.
0: All right. So let's take a quick, quick commercial break. When we come back, it's all about the Velocicuster. We'll be right back. Now, the news of the week from the thrilltrain.com. Universal Orlando has created a weekend curfew for minors at CityWalk. Guests under 18 years old are required to have a chaperone until, uh, excuse me, after 9 p.m. This comes from news 4 In other news, the Top Thrill Dragster, uh, a roller coaster that has had a couple of different little accidents and has been closed for a while, and that's at Cedar Point, there are rumors circulating that it could be opening sometime this year. Stay tuned to our website, The Thrill Train. .com, and that article comes from Screenscape.com. Link to that will be in the show notes.
1: And then in other news, uh, this is coming straight out of Worlds of Fun in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, that is one of the uh, Cedar Flags parks. Um, they have just announced a new for 2023 roller coaster called Zambezi Zinger. I may be pronouncing that wrong. Maybe it's Zambezi Zinger. Um, so the park is touting This new roller coaster by Great Coasters International, or GCI, is going to be 2,482 feet, 45 miles an hour, and have a two-minute duration. So it's going to be a good good ride for the whole family. Um, What they're doing is, this is actually a throwback to one of the original roller coasters when Worlds of Fun first opened in 1973. Um, that, That roller coaster was called the Zinger, and it has been not in operation. That roller coaster's been gone for Morals of Fun for a while now, but what they're doing is throwing this back and they're bringing in this roller coaster by GCI. Now, one of the cool things about this I think is gonna be really interesting to ride is this is gonna feature for the first time a ground up roller coaster that includes GCI's new Titan track. So most of the coaster is actually gonna be wood, but you're gonna have some sequences that are actually the Titan track, which is their uh, metal kind of steel hybrid and we haven't seen them build a coaster from the ground up yet that uses that track we've kind of seen it used in some segments across the country but we've never seen them just build a coaster from the ground up with this so i'm really really interested to see what this looks like uh, what it rides like and um, i'm really happy for worlds of fun too because they haven't gotten a new roller coaster in 14 years so I've already seen some people saying I wish it was a bigger coaster or I wish it, you know, was faster or maybe a different manufacturer, whatever the case may be. But with that being said, it is exciting just to see some new investment going into Worlds of Fun. So um, really looking forward to this coaster by GCI and uh, just really happy for Worlds of Fun. So um, that is the news and let's get back to the show.
0: All right, guys, we're back. Today's topic on the Thrill Train is the Iron Guazi versus the Velocicoaster. If you don't know anything about these rides, stay tuned. We're going to tell you a little bit. If We don't satisfy the craving of, of what you needed to know. There's always a little thing called Google. You can, you can Google it yourself you and figure it out, you know, but <laughs> just stay tuned. We'll have another episode about the whole ordeal. Don't worry about it. All right. So, uh, we covered the pros and cons in case you missed it, in case you're just now tuning in on your, on your on-demand, uh, podcast here. Uh, we talked about the iron Gwazi. Let's talk about the VelociCoaster. So I rode the VelociCoaster before I rode the iron Gwazi. Was, wasn't was that the opposite for you? You rode the Gwazi before you rode VelociCoaster?
1: No, no,
0: no, no, no. I rode Velocicoaster first. Okay, okay. Um, so anyways, um, little little back backstory with me. I was never big into big coasters. As a kid, I never rode anything big, even, you know, for the pros out there, or at least the semi-pros, the, uh, you know, a Vekoma, uh a, a SLC, or an FLC. I could never ride anything like that when I was a kid. I think I was like 18 years old before I rode an FLC, um, which is... You pretty much fall asleep on it now if you if you've done enough. You can get on it and kind of kind of snooze <laughs> off if you need to. Um, so obviously, at the time, Velocicoaster coaster was one of the most uh, intense coasters I had ever been on. We talked about the Iron Guazi. so let's get into a little bit of the backstory behind um, the Velocicoaster. coaster. I actually this is really interesting. I kind of found this by accident. I'm not really sure how how I found this, but it was about a year or so ago. Um, I found the LinkedIn account. I think it just popped up. It was like some kind of thing, hey, so you're interested in this stuff, the algorithm kind of figured it out, but um uh it's a LinkedIn account by a guy named Gregory Hall and he is actually the creative director at Universal Creative. Um he he posts tons of videos, tons of behind the scenes stuff. You you'd probably need to follow me too. Um give you a little bit of backstory about this guy i actually want to see if we can get him on um i think he's done some some pr stuff before i, th- I think we can probably in the future get him on to talk about the Velocicoaster and several projects i'll tell you a couple of the projects he's worked on like i said he's creative director of uh of universal creative since 2021 he was an art director and um yeah designer i think he's really good with you know designing attractions and stuff um i had to hear some of the projects he was working on uh, he's got several patents. He actually posts patent and, you know, I ain't gonna lie as an engineer, a patent is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie. Um, he, uh, he worked on, uh, transformers, the ride at, uh, down in Florida. And I think there's a, there's a couple more around the world. He worked on that. Obviously the Velocicoaster, uh, the Raptor encounter Hagrid's, uh, Hagrid's magical creature motorbike adventure, which, you know, we're going to talk about eventually, um, the Incredible Hulk. Um, I think he was part of the art redesign for the the complete redesign when they did the retrack back in like 2014, 2015. I think he was ahead of that. Um, the the Kong, um Skull Island. I mean, the guy's got obviously a, a giant list of stuff, but you need to follow him. He posts several different things about the Velocicoaster. and there actually isn't there a Netflix special. I want to say there's like a Netflix special or. YouTube special or something like I that. I think
1: so. I don't know if it's on Netflix, but yeah, there is definitely somewhere. I can't remember where it's at. There's a kind of mini documentary about the creating of a lost coaster.
0: So built by Intamin, um, it was a big hush hush deal. Uh, I'm in all the Universal groups, and they um, they didn't announce anything. They just closed off that section of the park, um, the little the area they got there for uh, Jurassic Park. That's called the uh, this Discovery Zone. You couldn't go in there. I think you'd go in the little restaurant. They, they got to get the money for food, but they didn't. They didn't want anybody walking around near all these cranes <laughs> and stuff. They just started uh, demoing all the land around it and just started pouring um, concrete footings. And for over a year, they didn't say anything. They acted like nothing was going on. And if you're, you know, yeah, a big yeah. Universal the fan, joke was it was
1: the the churro the stand? They kept saying like, "We're building the churro stand." That's right. Well,
0: well, see, they didn't even say it at first. It was somebody was like, on the groups, you get people who they just chime in once in a while. They don't pay attention, which is fine. I mean, you don't you don't want to be obsessive about a theme park. But you get on there and you look and people are like, man, what is going on? They have just dug the ground up. What is going on? It was three or four times a day that people are saying, what is going on outside the Discovery Center? Are they building a new ride out there? What are they doing? So the joke ended up being, like you said, um, they're just building a churro stand, people. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Well, time goes on, and people would just post, hey, what's the update on the churro stand? I can see the new patents got filed with Intamin. It's going to be an awesome churro stand. Um, so much so that Universal, the day the ride opened, gave out free churros to everybody in line, which I do want to talk about that eventually. That ended up being a whole ordeal that made me really mad. I've got I've got, I've got a whole topic. We're going to talk about that kind of stuff, but... um. Anyways, they gave out free churros. Um, People were anticipating this ride because apparently they had a big budget to do something with Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park hadn't seen anything. Um, And as a matter of fact, I think they closed like their Tyrannosaurus encounter or something like that. I forget what it was called, but they haven't gotten any love since, you know, 2000 or 2001, you know, just after the park opened. So they put a budget aside and they said, okay, the two things you can do, allegedly, allegedly, heard this with the grapevine, that you can refurb the river adventure, which is fun. It's a great ride. But you can refurb it into the Jurassic World River Adventure, like they did in California, or you can build a new ride. And of course, you gotta build a new ride. Why were you gonna why would you spend all that money when you got a pretty decent ride? I think you've ridden it. It's pretty decent. Or you know, build a completely yeah, yeah. new ride. So that's what they ended up doing. So people were all over the web. People were scouring the web for patents or um, permit filings with the city of Orlando. And slowly everybody started piecing it together that it was going to be an Intamin ride. And I, I'm i not going to lie. I think I was the second person to confirm that. Um, I, I, I'll say I was one of the top people, amateurs out there to know what was going on. And I'll tell you how is we got to the park and I think it had been posted that Intamin had a big order or something like that. So basically everybody already knew. But to confirm it, um, they got the ride vehicles in on a pallet and they were getting ready to load them on the track. And I looked at the wheel bearings, the bearings that hold the vehicle to the track. And they were one for one copies of Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. Um, which obviously is a genius move on their part, so they can just swap parts around and stuff. Um, but I looked, I took a picture of it, and I posted it. I said, hey, guys, obviously this is an Intamin ride. It's confirmed. And I'm uh, not going to lie. I got a couple hits. I got a couple hits. People thought I was really cool. So.
1: <laughs> You're like, don't mean to brag, but I'm a little bit of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no big deal,
0: guys. I I go to this park, and they know me by name, okay? Uh, so... <laughs> some of the uh, a little more backstory is that um, a couple odd things that they they have the raptors from Jurassic World they're really pitching Jurassic World um, they're kind of laying off all the nostalgia for Jurassic Park I know they included some stuff in that new movie but basically it's Jurassic World uh, no more Jurassic Park we're doing Jurassic World now um, they got new raptors like I said and that they're Bravo Delta Echo something like that they, they've got phonetic names um, but they went with it, it's the rat pack from the movie jurassic world okay so it's all the same things but they have bravo and not blue so that was kind of confusing that an already established character got re- recasted a fake dinosaur got recasted in the ride <laughs> to not be blue which is already a character and like they sell merch for and went with bravo I'm not sure if they ended up retconning that somehow, but um, anyways, uh, like we were saying earlier, the overall as an attraction, it's crazy. They've got some 3d holographic animation, some kind of overlays on, on transparent glass. So you can see the actual coaster go by in glass, but you actually see some overlays, which is pretty amazing. If you get to see it in person, they've got some animatronics. I'm not going to spoil everything for you. Um, but i'd say unless you're in the extended queue which if you go in the summer you're gonna be in the extended queue you're lucky to get in the extended queue if you go during a holiday or um anytime the kids are going to be out of school you're going to be in the extended queue but if you're not if you're in the regular queue it's a hundred percent air conditioned um the first little bit of the queue is not fully air conditioned it has the excess air conditioner coming out the the hallway but it's got those giant fans so you're not really that hot when you get in there but the whole rest of the ride is 100 percent air conditioned um which let me tell you in central florida that is a bonus that is
1: pretty nice that's nice yeah having the ac on is a big deal when you're waiting in <laughs> an hour-long line oh you gotta have it in florida
0: <laughs> yeah 90 minute where you're like mm, well i'm starving i'm dehydrated i'm mad because i have to wait in 90 minutes better do it in the air conditioner that's probably not a bad idea um the inside of it is really well decorated really well themed they've got a giant video wall with um that's another thing i hate let's talk about that that i hate going to a ride in the pre-show or like i want to know why am i here why am i on this roller coaster i know it's not real it's just a roller coaster but we're going through the forest to find ET, or we're going, you know, it's a small. You know, give me, give me something. Um, I hate when they stick a right. tiny little, a little high sense TCL in the corner with busted speakers and expect <laughs> you to watch and see. Okay, you're on an adventure. You gotta get the briefcase from the bad guys. Like, give me some good stuff. Well, they have a giant. I mean, what would you say? This thing is. 30 feet wide 20 feet high video wall
1: yeah yeah it's just a massive screen it's i think it's several just huge tvs put together but it's really well done i mean it looks really clean um yeah it's got to be at least 20 25 feet long it's a huge so the
0: pre-show yeah the pre-show for the ride is booming in the speakers you hear everything, you know why you're on the roller coaster, why it's a thing. And another cool thing with Universal is that they theme the Jurassic Park like it is Jurassic Park. Okay, that sounds dumb, but the the pre-show is pretending that you're actually on Isla Sorna or Isla Nublar or whatever the island is called out there. Um, that they're actually on Jurassic World. So it's like, hey, you're actually at Jurassic World with the roller coasters, and this is just a ride. You're not actually at Universal in Florida. You're on an island somewhere. So the theming is really well done. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it's an Intamin thing. I'm sure it was a big request from Universal, but it was designed probably by Intamin, is the lap bar, which I didn't think was a big oh, deal yeah. until I actually wrote it. The, the unencumbered completely free lap bar gives you plenty of airtime and plenty of uh, arm smacking your neighbor, if you know what I mean. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that the uh, the train design um, is some of the best in the world on Intamin. It's like you said, you're just completely free. You feel like you're barely strapped into the thing. So you get a ton of airtime, but at the same time, you feel completely safe. Um, but you have an unobstructed view. It is just some of the most comfortable roller coaster trains I've ever been on. They are some of the best.
0: So my uncle, um, this is, I'm only telling the story because he, he told it to me and he was crying laughing while he was telling it to me. So I think he feels comfortable with me, me telling the story. Um, my uncle had a, a pretty bad stroke about two or three years ago. Um, it left, you know, I think the whole left side of his body, i think he's got a little bit of he has muscle movement but he doesn't have any feeling so he can't tell you where his arm is he if he looks at it he can lift it up and he can move it but he has no idea to feel physically where it is um so um he he kind of wears a strap and a cast and he he can walk around and he can do stuff um but they are universal pass holders uh, they're not Disney pass holders just because mm. of the price. They're not Florida residents. Um, so they're Universal Pass holders and Universal and Disney and a a lot of parks have really good disability passes. They really, they really look out for people who are disabled and, and it's a great thing. Um, so they get to bust through some rides pretty quick. You know, they have a scheduling thing. Anyways, I'm kind of kind of getting off on a tangent, but he was on the uh Velocicoaster. And as we said with Iron Gwazi, not only do you have a giant lap bar, you've got a I know you have a, a crossover harness. They they don't do the five-point harness. There is a ride that does a five-point harness. I don't, I don't think they do it on that one. No. I don't think don't so. Think? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so, anyways, he um typically when there's when there's you know, full lap bars and stuff, he can just kind of shove his arm up under there and hold it with his knees or something like that. You know, he can kind of hold on to that thing. He ain't holding <laughs> on to nothing on the velocicoaster. You ain't holding on to your to your wallet, your keys. That's why they make you put everything in the locker. They're riding this thing and he's with his like 10-year-old daughter in the passenger seat and they get going and they do one they do a heartline roll or something I'm not sure I think oh oh they hit the uh they hit the spaghetti bowl and then they come up on the launch to come down and his arm comes out and he's smacking his daughter upside the head and he has no idea <laughs> so she just grabs his arm and is dad I got your arm I got your arm and they get off the thing. Her glasses are gone. Her her lanyard's ripped off. There's, like, <laughs> gum in her hair. She's got a black eye. She's like, I got your arm, Dad. He's like, I'm so sorry. So, yeah, it, it'll, it'll do a number on you if you're not careful. And I saw where plenty of females were complaining that they're in Florida. It's hot. They're wearing tank tops, pretty revealing tank tops, and that you will have a... Uh, a, a, a <laughs> A malfunction on the Velocicoaster if you're not careful. So make sure you bring you a little tape if you got
1: to, or, or a t shirt or something, because it's unrelenting. <laughs> oh, man, you might have a little malfunction, a little slip up. A little, little malfunction, if you know what I mean. Um,
0: so, anyway, so uh, we'll go into pros and cons. The episode's getting a little long winded here for the pilot, so we'll go into the pros and cons. Um, pros air conditioner uh the um i forget what they call the magnetic launch system um oh the
1: uh, lsms
0: yeah the uh uh the lin the linear linear induction motors is what i'm thinking of you're probably lsm i forget exactly what that stands for but um yeah the 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 linear induction launch system uh, i'm not going to give away too many spoilers on the ride it's really cool you go fast you go fast but um they can launch a, they can do a couple at a time i don't think there's a break run anywhere okay no the second launch count, counts as the next break run as the next block so that's why they can do two at a time
1: that's right yeah so they do um the uh, the second launch can stop cars as well as obviously launch them so yeah it's say uh <laughs> i think they normally are running at least 3 most of the time four trains at a time so it's a it's a people eater i mean the capacity and contrary to iron guazi velocicoaster has a really high capacity and typically even if it is a long line you're normally moving pretty fast so in the and like you said the pre-show is so good so you really don't even mind waiting i mean obviously you don't want to wait a long time but at least you have a lot of good stuff to look at and like you said you kind of get a feel for why why you're riding riding the ride and what the uh, theme is all about so yeah it's it's uh i think they're normally running three or four trains though which is <laughs> which is really good
0: they have uh onboard audio and lights too so there's there's raptors and stuff again i don't want to give too much away but um they have onboard audio and that's a really cool thing they the all the um ride vehicles use super capacitors and they as soon as they get on uh in the loading dock they recharge the whole train and then so it gives them enough battery to go through a couple times but sometimes that doesn't work um, but that is a, an, another pro. Um, he, I want to go straight into the cons because the pros, I mean, honestly, if you watch the documentary or you, you, you've ever written it, you know, all the pros, it's really cool. Um, some of the cons for me are, um, there is a, um, what do you call that metal detector station uh, a, a cleansing station if you will a, a, no a sanitization station where you have to go through no keys no no wallet no phone nothing like that which is great because i mean the thing gets up to what 65 70 miles an hour so a set of keys will definitely um hurt somebody and of course we're going to talk about topville dragster in the next in the next couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> um so um You've got this sanitization area where you can't go onto the ride unless you pass the metal detection test. Okay, cool. The problem is um, the metal detectors they use, um, they don't, you know, x-ray scan you or anything. So if you do have a little bit of metal on you somewhere, they're, they want you to step to the side and they do the wand on you. The problem is there's not really anywhere for your party. If you're a party of four or six, there's nowhere for your party to wait on you they just want you to continue, and then the the person who's being scanned can catch up later. Okay, fine. Well, when 15 people have just run through, and now your guy who just got scanned has got to skip everybody, that turns into a little bit of a headache. People are kind of irritated in the summer. They've spent a lot of money to come to the park. They want everything to go just right. Um, so I know um, my wife, um, something with her her, her Brazier so i don't know how braziers work let's just be honest we don't know how the braziers work but there's a big old wire in there somewhere and they'll it this wire in this bra will set off the metal detector and they pretty much know what it is because obviously they go through a thousand people a day thousands of people a day um but we take off our lanyards with the buttons and everything and she's got to get scanned well they don't want us waiting there they want to continue well in that time five to ten people have already gone by so that that is a con for me um they thought of every single detail they did really good thinking of all the details but i will say the little waiting area um that that could have used some improvement they're boxed in so they really can improve it but um that's a that's a con for me other than that i mean honestly uh there's no express you can't express onto the ride. If you've got the, the the legendary Ruby Pass, so something bad had to happen to you while you're at the park, the Hush Money Ruby Pass, you can use that. But other than that, um, I don't really have a whole lot of cons. Um, like I said, you do your research better than I do, so um, I'm interested to hear what you have.
1: Well, so, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of cons. And, and typically, I mean, when you get to a roller coaster that is this complete and kind of known as one of the better ones in the world, I don't know if you're going to have a lot of cons. I think it's tough for most people to find many at all. Um, I I mean, I guess one of the cons for me would be, um, I really universal doesn't have a terrible policy about taking things on a ride, but anytime I have to go put my stuff in a locker and, you know, don't have anything on me while I ride, like to me, it's kind of annoying. They did a really good job with this ride of, like, having the lockers in the queue. So, like, you basically get almost all the way to the ride before you have to put your stuff in, which is really convenient. As opposed to the Hulk in the same park, you have to put all your stuff in a locker before you ever even enter the queue, which, I mean, if it's a long an hour, line, like, you want your phone. you waiting an hour. Yeah, you, I you mean, ain't you ain't want something no to phone, entertain yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. So, I hate that. I hate the Hulks. Um, I think Still Vengeance is notorious in uh, Cedar Point. I think they're notorious for having a terrible system. So um, so they've kind of upgraded it where at least the lockers are towards the end of the queue, which is nice. But it does kind of get clunky where people are waiting in line and everybody's trying to stuff their stuff in a locker. And then you're trying to continue in the line. Um, it can kind of get a little log jammed in there. So, uh, <clears throat> But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But I guess I would put that in the con territory. Um, A big pro for me is, we already talked about the trains. I mean, the trains are just incredible. The ride itself is top notch and it's got, I love, how it's got almost two completely separate sections of ride. You know, you've got the first part, which is in like the padlock um, where the, you know, dinosaurs are supposed to be and it's more compact. You're doing more twists and tight turns and maneuvers. and, um, And so it feels like a completely separate ride from when you take that second launch and you launch out of the padlock and then you're out in front of the whole land by the, uh, by the pond. And that feels like a completely separate section of ride. And so to me, that's a lot of fun where you've got almost two totally different feelings. I love that. And the lighting package on the trains is really cool at nighttime. If you get to watch it at night, it looks really, really cool, um, which I guess goes back to the trains. Uh, so yeah, just an incredible job by it on this um, Honestly, I was walking off of this one after I rode it for the first time, which Ryan you were there I was walking off of it with just a huge smile on my face. It was <laughs> it was a ton of fun to ride. So um, For both of these rides that we cover the Iron Gwazi and the Coaster, if you're down in Florida and you're you know Going to theme parks or you're trying to plan a trip be sure to get out to these parks, man. I mean, and ride these rides because they are some of the best in the world. You can't go wrong with either one of them. Um, like we said, Iron Gwazi may be a little more intense, a little more thrilling. Velocicoaster, although it is still intense, is probably just a little more of a complete package ride. So um, just top notch stuff. It's crazy that they're only an hour apart and both of them are easily some of the best in the world. Um, All right, so here's, here's incredible the big ride. question
0: here's the big question, you know, the whole topic of the show, which one is better. And this is how we took, cause we always talk about one's a better attraction. One's a better coaster. Here's, here's the deciding end all you got to pay 50 bucks to ride one of them. You, uh, and you, you gotta, you gotta spend 50 bucks and you get to ride either one of them. You can't do anything else. There's no, you can't take into consideration. Oh, well, universal has more places for air conditioner and, and, um, um, what is the other place uh bush gardens bush gardens they've got they've got some other cool stuff you know they've got some 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 other shows and stuff so you you just take that just put them put these rides and attractions on two spots of land you got to pay 50 bucks and you can only ride one and the wait is an hour because i'd say typically the wait is an hour 45 minutes to an hour so we'll just make the wait exactly the same which one are you riding
1: i think i'm riding iron quasi if it's just the ride really I think I'm riding Iron Gwazi. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have to. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, what I'd do say, you I'd say? Probably I'd, go, you like Velocicoaster I, I, better? I
0: like Velocicoaster purely for all the things we said. The queue, air conditioner, all that stuff. I will admit that the Iron Gwazi is probably a better roller coaster, but... All in all, as an as a whole attraction, you start at the front of the ride. You don't, or you know, you start at the front of the entrance. You don't, you don't start at the loading dock. You got to go through the whole thing. I'm gonna go with the Lost Coaster.
1: That's fair enough. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. You can't go wrong with either one. It's uh, for me, I think Iron Guazi, like you said, is a better roller coaster, but they're both top notch. So. Um, and we know how Ryan likes to have his A.C., so that, that's not very surprising <laughs> on your part.
0: I like my butterbeer. I like my Sprite. I like my A.C. I like, I like all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So, very good. Very good. I What's think really that, incredible, uh, though. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off. What's really incredible is the fact that Velocicoaster and Hagrid's are, like, right across the street from each other, right across the <laughs> the – or not even across the park. I mean, they're – right next to each other and they were both huge investments by Universal back to back you never see that out of parks so we're not we're not gonna go over Hagrid's in this episode but um, that's another really really cool attraction Universal put together one of the most expensive roller coasters in the world so uh, props to Universal for not clenching onto their pocketbook and actually you know spending some money because they've got it and uh, you know it's nice when parks actually pay attention to the fans and actually reward the people who continue to go to the park as opposed to <clears throat> Disney right now. We'll get on that in another episode. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> kudos to Universal. Um, even if I didn't slay Velocicoaster, they, they're still doing it up big right now. So,
0: Okay, okay, very good. So um, I think it's a split decision here on the Thrill Train. Episode 1 the pilot um the original pilot that we had intended to be about 15 to 20 minutes long has turned into be 49 and a half minutes so <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: we were supposed to already be doing chores and cleaning the house because our wives that's right gonna be my wife happy. is yelling at me across the house right
1: now as we speak <laughs> so that wraps it up uh, any final comments uh the only comment i got is hope i hope you guys enjoy this podcast Um, we're gonna have some really really fun and interesting topics coming up and then also we've got our other social channels too the thrill train we've got uh, the thrill train on instagram we have our new website called thethrilltrain.com, and we also have a youtube channel called thrill train so be sure to check us out on all the platforms um We're going to try our best to upload some really, really fun and entertaining content for you guys. So um, if you like this podcast, be sure to go ahead and uh, subscribe to it and check out our other channels as well. And, yeah, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Thrill Train Podcast. You can find links to any of our citations or information about this episode in the show notes. Until next time, keep it long.